Hello, this is the Electrine Podcast. I am Ginny. And I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly roundup of what we've been driving, what we like to drive, what's caught our eye in the news and all the things that have been keeping us entertained, chatting and possibly arguing about as well, Mike, hey? (laughs) It's always a bit of healthy disagreement, Ginny. It makes it all worthwhile. (laughs) There is, there is. What would you expect from a bunch of creative people with different opinions? There's loads of that. Um, So there's only two of us this week. It's only the second week and we're already... Two, well, one man and one woman down. Yeah. Did obviously. you tell them they could take holidays, Mike? <laughs> and obviously, they obviously enjoyed it so much they tried to do anything they could to avoid being on it for a second week. But you know, we've got to keep the uh, keep our end up, haven't we? And uh, and carry on. We do, we do. We should say um, happy holidays to to Tom and to Nicola, and also to our Nikki Shields. Um, welcome to a new arrival. Nikki will be joining us on the podcast, but she is currently at home with her third baby, a lovely, lovely baby girl. So congratulations to Nikki. We can't wait to have you back. Um, but in the meantime, Mike, what new arrivals? See what I did there? Yeah. What new arrivals have there been in the car world? Was that really well, bad? It was pretty bad. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I've, I've, I've been driving a desk all week, uh, partly because Tom's been off um, having a nice holiday and a well-earned break, so I've been I've been driving the kind of um, driving the website, which is nowhere near as much fun as actually driving cars, as you know. As, but I mean, you've had you've had the best week because you've you've a done some serious miles because you've been doing bits and pieces in Wales. But you also, I was quite envious of this, being a smart owner, you got to drive the the hashtag one. So um, apart from the awful, awful name, um, what was it like? Um. It's quite hard to move on from the name. I think this possibly might lead us into a discussion of what the worst names for cars have ever been. And if you have anything worse than the smart hashtag one, do let us know in the comments below because it's stretched our imagination, hasn't it? And our memory going back for some bad ones. Um, yeah. But other than the name, I it's, so I haven't driven this. We uh, Wookie went off and, and drove it um, overseas in the left-hand drive version. Do you know some cars you kind of don't pay that much attention to when they're sort of, you know, on their way? And I was a bit kind of, um, you know, ambivalent about it, really. You know, I wasn't kind of as excited as you are as a, as a smart owner. Um, and I was really surprised at how much I liked it. I rang you up from that sort of dodgy car park we were in trying to film um, somewhere around the southeast of England. And I was like, oh, I really like it. And it was one of those cars that was a really pleasant surprise. I think it is very, very good. Um, it feels very nicely put together. It rides really well, feels nice and peppy. It had a really lovely, comfortable ride. Um, and this has been one of our disagreements this week. Mike, I think about, you know, ride of cars and more on that probably later. But no, overall, I thought it was a really impressive package. Um, only had a couple of hours in it. I'm looking forward to spending a bit more time in it. And we've got one coming in, I think, in September that we will spend a bit of time in. But I was, I was pleasantly impressed. Because it's an interesting proposition, yeah. isn't it? Because it's it's for those who don't know, it's a joint venture between Mercedes, who owns Smart, and Geely, the yeah. enormous Chinese electric car conglomerate. Um, so they let Geely do the the bits that you don't see, the bits they're really good at, which is the uh, yeah. the battery pack and the driving, all that kind of bits. And Mercedes has been left in charge of the styling, haven't they? So that's a kind of it's a joint venture that's actually the right way around for once, because generally it can be the other way around. So so yeah, I mean, from what you said, it sounds like it drives really well. Looks good. Does all the ticks, all the boxes, yeah? I'm going to pick you up on that looks good. So I think it looks really nice. 
really yeah. nice side on actually i think you know that, and, and, that's... and it's enormous isn't it when i, I i'm just it's doing really the thumbnail for the, for the video and you're standing in front of it and it's almost like it's a really bad photoshop it always looks like oh, someone's got their, <laughs> someone's got their dimensions wrong here because in the pictures it looks like it's a sort of really... slightly fat super mini but it, in reality it's it's a lot bigger isn't it yeah I think I think from memory, it's actually slightly larger than the Kia Soul, which is, hmm. a, you know, I always sort of venture about that as a really good size, boxy, big family car. Um, I think certain angles, it looks much better than others. Um, one thing about it that I'm very relieved about is the it's got a slightly strange infotainment system. It has oh, um, a Fox. Oh, it is, it's like is it's bad when as you it give sounds? kids the Fox. Yeah, it, it, it is really. It's it's. It's very badly judged. So everyone, imagine like those iPads or those tablet things that you give to four-year-olds when they're not real ones and they've got, you know, like my first tablet and some friendly animals. And it's all kind of like funny sort of pastel colors and there's a world that spins around. And the the virtual assistant is a fox and the fox pops up on the screen and it does things like go to sleep and bounces a ball on its nose and things. Look, I'm sure the kids would like it. But, you know, it, it, yeah, no. So I'm very relieved that actually in the UK, we are getting um, CarPlay as standard across all models so that the Fox doesn't have to come out to play too often. I mean, for, from my point of view, if you've got to that, go to the level of having to add a virtual assistant that then shows you where the mirror adjustment is yeah. or something like that, and you kind of failed anyway. That's a sticking plaster, isn't it? It should be as intuitive as, you, as it needs to be without having to yeah. ask. Maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe people... I don't have an Alexa or I don't use Siri much. You know, I don't, I'm not in the habit of walking into a room and asking it to turn the lights on or off or anything like that. But I know the generation of people who do um, and who talk to their cars. And I, I maybe I'm just yeah. old. I don't, I don't, but do you? I mean, I, I don't feel particularly comfortable asking a car to wind the windows down or put Radio 5 on or something like that. I just try and do it myself. You're asking the wrong person, Mike, because I'm quite old as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you... I think the, the thing with the fox was curious, though, because I, I tried to ask it a few different things. And really, all I think it, I could get it to do was to navigate me to places. So it won't kind of answer questions. And, you know, I tried to have a chat with it. And fox wasn't up for chatting with me. They're all awful. I don't think disheartening, I've, I don't think I've, really. I don't think I've come across any one of those ones where you, with voice control that's worked especially well the one in my ionic is hopeless doesn't really sound you ask, you ask it yeah. to turn the heated seats on um it knows what you're saying but it needs a specific phrase it needs i think the i think the koreans yeah. refer it to as the seat heating system and unless you use those three words it doesn't it, it does, <laughs> i mean it doesn't know it doesn't have any kind of you know space either side I think heated seats that's what people call them um yeah so by the time you've asked it three times you might as well just press the button and do it so yeah I'm, I'm not, maybe not then you start Maybe they need to start sending them with um with a kind of a um a, with a guide to to the terms to the popular terms that you need to going to ask. Yeah, uh, game anyway, let's move on anyway, from that. What sorry. else have I yeah. been driving? What so? What have you driven anything this week other than your own cars, obviously? But or have you literally been chained to the desk? I well, I'm not literally been chained to a desk. I don't think that's legal. But um, I have been. I've been <laughs> using. Um, I've driven the i3 a bit this week, and that's sort of. My i3, I've got a BMW, a four-year-old BMW i3, which, um, you know, that's about the longest I've really tend to keep cars for is four years. So I'm slightly getting itchy, itchy feet on it, um, as you know. And I, you know, I've been, I've been looking for 
alternatives and things that sort of pop up. You think, oh yeah, I quite like one of those. But every time I think about selling the i3, all the kind of slightly irritating things that I have with it seem to stop. And when I'm thinking about selling it, I start to look on Auto Trader and all the squeaks. It's got a slightly noisy steering rack at the moment. I'm not entirely sure why, but as soon as I think about buying something else and trading it in, it all stops. It also becomes something really well behaved. It really drives nicely. And as soon as I kind of mm-hmm. made my mind up and thought, yeah, you know what? No, I'll stick with the i3. I do love it. It's a great car. They all come back. It starts squeaking again. It starts running again. So, you know, you've got you've got a dog as well, haven't you? And I've got a dog. And, and you know, when they're kind of walking around the floor, it looks like they're dying. So you think, I better get them to the vet. You know, Sunday's 200 degrees. It doesn't matter. It's, the dog's really important. As soon as you get to the vet, they're <laughs> completely Boy. fine. It's the same with cars, I'm sure. As soon as they know you're thinking about trading it and moving on, they they really buck their ideas up. So, so I've only really so what, been so driving so what, the i3 this week. So, where do we stand on the i3 at the minute? Is it is it is it is it staying or is it going? Oh, I've just had a tax bill, so it's staying. I can't afford anything at the moment. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's. I like it. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it's staying. Even I'm fond of your i3. Yeah, um, and I'm, I mentioned it to other people, and they say, "No, you can't sell that. You can't sell that." But they're the one, not the ones paying the bills for it. So it's um, yeah, I have to kind of live through them. But yeah, it's staying for now. Good, good. Um, I think what else have I been driving this week? I um, so I uh, the risk of talking about the Enyaq, Enyaq every week. I have driven the Enyaq again this week because I've been doing a bit of filming this week. Um, and I've been back into Wales, which is quite a trek. Mm. In fact, I have literally just walked in the door from Wales, four and a half hours drive in the car. Um, and I didn't stop to charge actually on that one because I, I I need to get back for our podcast. Showing so off, showing yeah. off, you can drive all that way without having to charge up. I, it won't know, happen. It can't be done, Ginny. You've read the re- you've had oh, replies to our Twitter. You can't be done. It's impossible to drive four and a half hours in an electric car. Well, I shouldn't have driven that length, but I did. On the way down though, I um I did stop um just sort of west of Swansea. Um, I didn't need charge, but I did need a hot chocolate because I was at that time of the day where I needed something sweet. So I, I, I just popped it on charge just to do a quick top up while I nipped in. And the, the grid serve charges were there. They were 50 kilowatts, but they were working fine. But what, what also was there was, again, this whole bank of charges that were going in. I've taken a video, actually, which I'll, mm. I'll put over on my, on my Twitter. Um, and it's just really interesting to see there was that big announcement from GridServe that, of course, we've covered over at Electrine.com about a huge investment that they're, they're putting in over the next couple of years into charging infrastructure. And look, it's not perfect everywhere around the country, far from it, but I've definitely seen um, more and more of it coming at, at motorway service areas, which I think is really important because I think it's you that was saying earlier, it's where we need to see visibility of it and we just need more of them. So there was a huge bank of them there. And I think it's really good to see from someone like GridServe that it's not just a big figure, that they're not just announcing this, that they are actually putting charges in because, you know, all those announcements are easy to make because we know the hard bit is getting charges into the ground, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 well, yeah, actually bolting them in is, is the easy bit. And I think that they face a lot of challenges with, with service areas because a lot of them were built in the 60s and 70s. Have, you know, when, when a services was just, you know, six loos and somewhere you could get a cup of tea. Now they've got, you know, they've, they've got takeaways, they've got restaurants and everything. So they're already up to capacity from what they were originally designed yeah. to do. And if you're trying to put in a bank of 350 kilowatt charges, then the infrastructure can't cope with it because service areas by their nature are, in the middle of nowhere aren't they they're halfway up the m6 mm. they're always in places where it's really difficult so but it you know it's like i was saying it, it, 
it's the perception of it, isn't it? If I've got a neighbor who drives a petrol or diesel car, they go to a motorway services. They might be thinking about switching to, to electric, but they'll see those two charges that are invariably there. They'll see maybe none not working. They'll see people queuing. And they'll be quite right in saying, well, I don't think we're ready to go electric now because I don't, I don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. what they probably don't know is that, you know, that A, there's stuff coming, as we know, and B, that there's a new world of charging, isn't there? You know, that M40, the Banbury um, charge hub that's there with Instavolt, you know, there's yeah. what, 30 charges there now. And, you know, you, but if you don't drive or a petrol or a diesel car, you would never drive past that. So you would never know that that's there so it's going to be a combination of places like that and these new hubs and if they are rolling out 12 20 charges at motorway services then yeah mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's moving in the right direction isn't it yeah it is absolutely um and yeah and talking of charging something else that has been really easy which again is something i'm noticing more and more of so i've been away and i've stayed over at a hotel and it had three charges there which is utterly brilliant you know for electric car drivers they were full all the time and it was really sweet because a few of us staying there and we're all like oh i'm i'm full now my battery's (laughs) full Well, um, you can have it tomorrow and and that's something that so the the program that i work on it's a bbc program i've made for years and it involves us traveling all over the place around the countryside looking at houses randomly um but i've not really been able to do that in an electric car um on some journeys if there were shorter ones I've I've done it comfortably, but I was I was driving full time a, a Peugeot E208, and it just didn't have the range that I needed for those kind of journeys. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing much more of that now. I started last year. I've not gone in a hybrid now for probably two years, and and actually th- this time for the first time ever, the crew and actually on camera we are using um, an electric car as well. So I've been driving a Polestar too, which I hadn't driven for ages. And what really impressed me with it was actually how many of us we could squeeze into it. Because hmm. when you're with a film crew, you have a lot of rubbish, you really do. It's not like Manos, our head of production, who, who's very lean and light and you know gets the job done. So we've got a sound recordist with big boom microphones and we've got four people traveling in the car and we have two cameras and we've got all the, the bags and the kit. Gosh, it's cavernous. It literally does. We all sort of piled into it. And I was talking to the team and just saying, because they'd have no experience with electric cars. And I thought I might get a few moans because this is the first series that they've been running one as the main car. We've had hybrids for a long time, but not a fully electric as the main car. And they've really enjoyed it and they've had That's no good. challenges. And actually, they've been able to always find hotels with charging. So that that was a bit of a... I don't know, just a bit of like nice good news for me that actually it is getting better out there, while, although we do have a way to go. Yeah, Tom sent me a very interesting picture because Tom just, when he's on holiday, just sends me random photos of, well, and um, he sent me this this one to, that you can't really see, but it just, or basically sort of it shows a, the charging screen that was from his car and it says, the yeah. key figure is there, it says 21.05 kilowatts. So he's on an AC post, so but it, but he's in another, he's, he's got in our new long-term Nissan Aria, which yeah. is one of, one of the few cars that can charge on AC up to 22 kilowatts so yeah. it's the most anoraki picture he could have sent but he said this makes me happy is the fact that he was getting 22 kilowatts on an ac charger so that's that's the level of kind of anorakness that goes on in the electrifying team isn't it really didn't, pick, didn't is... show me didn't show me a picture of his hotel or where he was staying or any of his, you know his kids or anything like that or it was just literally one picture of a charging screen so and that's what that's made his i think it's made his week basically so 
I think perhaps we do all need to get out a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, so talking about the week ahead, what have we got coming up? So we've got the um, Citroen. Um, what what video has just gone live? Is it Citroen? The You're a bit Citroen, more the Citroen EC Four X, which is an interesting proposition. It's a booted version of the EC Four. It's exactly the same price, so there's no kind of you know you've got a decision thing. Well, that's cheaper, so we'll choose that. So it'd be interesting to see whether the hatch mm-hmm. obsessed um, British market. Uh, we'll go for that or not. But I, I quite like the look of the Saluma. I think it, I actually think it looks all right. I think it suits that shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people always worry that they're not going to get a fridge freezer in the back of it. So we'll always go for the um, go for the hatch version. But an interesting car. But, and Nicola's reviewed it. Um, and that's just gone live on the site now. And we've got your um, smart hashtag. What the, do we really got to call it that forever? Um, and you've got a smart number one, no. smart one. You've got your smart video. I mean, those will be a couple of years before they build anything else, isn't it? So we can call it the smart video. That Should we just call it the hashtag again. instead? No, it's even, it's even worse. No, but you've got your smart video going out. Is there, okay. Sunday. Sunday is the plan, I think. So, yeah, it's, that's that's the first part of um, next the next couple of videos that's going out. First part of the week covered. And then we've got, um, we're getting a couple of interesting cars in next week. We've got the VW ID3 coming in, haven't we? Yep. To have spend a bit more time in that. And we've also got the BYD. And I've got a confession to make. I'm probably the only one on the team who hasn't driven uh, a BYD yet. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. I think you'd have a treat in store if you were buying one, um, especially if you were looking at something else. Could you say, my goodness, that really, that's six grand less than anyone else is asking for. Uh, for an electric car so it, 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 on the sums it works brilliantly i'll be i'm fascinated to see what you make of it because you know dynamically i think they're they're okay and i mean i think for most people mm-hmm. okay is is good um you know there's i drove i've driven the atto 3 i've driven that in the uk and i drove the dolphin um in barcelona when it was um very early drivers around a circuit which gives you absolutely no idea what a car's like so mm-hmm. i'd be yeah. interesting to see what you think of it actually because i think it's an interesting proposition um yeah i don't think anyone can get close to the chinese manufacturers for production costs and byds you know as we've discussed before yeah. it's a fascinating company you know this is what they call a vertical supply chain so much as you know volkswagen have to buy their batteries in for someone else they have to buy the motors in from someone else and that's what makes the car expensive because there's a profit margin in every step of that byd builds everything like tesla to an extent but byd yeah. go even further than that they own the lithium mines that kind of thing they own the entire production line so there's supply only one chain. Yeah. Supply, supply chain rather yeah so they they you know not everybody's taking a chunk of profit out of it and every stage of it so that's how they can do stuff for you know the price they can so i'd be interested to see if anyone else can manage to, to beat that but um yeah well i mean this this time next week we'll do another podcast it, and we'll give you you'll give us our, your verdict can, can about it. It, it, yeah i think the thing that i found really quite interesting is that i was looking through some of the sales figures just ahead of, of driving them both on monday and byd sells double the amount of battery electric cars around the world that VW does. Yeah. And I found that quite astonishing for a, a company that was probably, it was only started, what, 20 odd years ago and started yeah. off really as a battery manufacturer. Yeah. So it's, it's it, I mean, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah they've done uh, batteries for Nokia phones, I think, was, was it? Yeah, that's yeah, how they, well, that, yeah, that's how they start. I mean, they yeah. sold 911,000 yeah. electric cars last year. I mean, that Tesla did 1.3 million. So they're still out in front in terms of pure 
battery electric. But if you look at the way the sales are ramping up and the way Tesla's mm. are slightly kind of, you know, tailing off, not tailing off, but sort of leveling out, you know, they, it, within a year, who knows, they probably will. Be. And they're not really in Europe in the volume that they want to be yet. So they could be, they could be bigger than Tesla within this, you know, this time next year. Right, Mike. So what else has been going on this week? What else has caught your eye? Any news stories? Um, yeah, while we're talking about Chinese electric cars that go a long way on uh, not much money, um, MG have added a, uh, a new extended range um, car yeah. model to the MG4 range. So you got, I mean, you've got a huge choice. Now. You've got standard range, long range. You've got that bonkers X-Power thing that's quicker than a Lamborghini, which Nicola drove and did a video on the other week. And you now got the extended range, which is, I think, 300 and something, 320 odd miles of WLTP range. So that's a good 280, 290 all round range. I think that's, you know, that's fantastic um, value for money now. Um, and, and everybody I've spoken to seems to be happy with an MG4. I've not driven with one that much. I know you have a little bit, um, but it seems to be that they're doing so well and they're building cars mm-hmm. that are going to be available within 12 weeks back to kind of normal lead times and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's been a real success story, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I think the, and it's interesting because, you know, another Chinese brand and, mm. and I, you know, I just do wonder what is going to happen to some of these, these big names that have been around for so long, you know, are they going to be able to survive mm. this onslaught? I think it's going to be a really interesting time ahead, but I think I was looking, catching up on the news um, and a story that you, you put up a couple of days ago about used car prices. Um, so it used, used electric car sales. I thought that was really interesting. And just this figure here, there's been an 82% increase in the numbers of pure electric cars being sold. And that's actually driving the uplift that we're seeing um, with used cars and used car pricing. You know, all those people sort of saying, oh, the electric cars, I'll never catch on. You know, the prices did drop for a while there, but it was an alignment, wasn't it? It was an alignment because they were artificially, they were crazy high, weren't they, yeah. during the pandemic? And and so were normal internal combustion engine cars. They were also crazy high because you couldn't buy a new car because everything had stopped. So it's just that that curve has taken longer to settle down with electric mm-hmm. cars. Um, and electric cars are only, I think, 30,000 electric cars, only one point, it's under 2% of the market. Mm-hmm. Um but if you think about it, most most used cars are three to four years old. And if you think what, what the new electric cars were as a percentage of the new car market, I'm tying myself up in knots here, it's, it, you know, it is going to have that lag. It's going to be a, mm-hmm. a mirror image of it was three or four years ago. And from our own used car marketplace, Ben, who, who's the captain <laughs> of figures, um, you know, he says that for the first time the values have started, the last two months values have started to go up again. Not by much, you know, not shooting up, but they're they're level they leveled off. They hit a point and now they're sort of going back up again. And also the number of cars for sale has dropped, which means that more are getting sold. There's less sitting around in in dealers' forecourts now. And I think if that gives dealers the confidence to buy in used electric stock, then that's gotta be a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and and if anybody is looking for a used electric car, we've got Lots of great um, reviews and videos here um, on YouTube and also over at electrifying.com. And as Mike said, we do also have a used electric car marketplace. So it purely focuses on electric. So it's got all the stats and all the things that you need to know about electric. Because you have different questions, don't you, when you buy an electric car to if you're buying a petrol or diesel. Um, and you can't always find everything you want to on regular marketplaces. So hopefully we've, we've solved that one for you. So that's the serious news stories of the week. 
What about yeah. those ones that are slightly dubious, Mike? Anything that's caught your eye this week? I, well, if not, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all I've got is, you know, when I sit there and fl- thumb through my Apple News in the morning is more kind of nonsense from uh, as our friends in the mainstream press who, uh, you know, I think the last one I saw was in a, a Cornish beach. There was an electric car that was stranded that everybody was worried was going to explode when it got submerged with water. It was a Toyota Prius. So it wasn't even ele- it wasn't even an electric car, but and it and it was and it was in sort of a Cornish local newspaper. But then ITV picked it up and ran it as not fact checked anything. It was just thinking, well, if they get that sort of stuff wrong, what else are they getting wrong? I mean, that's the stuff we know about. So it just it is a bit of a worry, isn't it, that on the bigger picture sometimes that um yeah it's so inaccurate. But anyway, I'm sure yeah. that's, a, that's a boring um, rubbish story. What have you found? Well, it's it's not actually. It- it's an interesting debatable story, I think, that's something, that is something I know we've talked about as a team. So it's an Airbnb host who right. has been left shocked after electric car drivers steal her electricity. <laughs> so this is obviously electric car drivers going to stay with her and she doesn't have a charger fitted and they've used a three pin right. to charge. So they've put a lead through a window inside and she's seen a big spike in, in her electricity bills. And she reckons that in recent years, it's added around 600 pounds that she can't account for to her electricity <laughs> bills. Now I remember when, you know, we were first sort of starting out, this is probably three years ago, when electricity used some really obviously much, much lower costs than it is now. And, and it wasn't a lot of money to charge your electric car. But even then, I remember as a team was having discussions about what's the right thing to do when you go to somebody's house. Yeah. So if you go to somebody's house and you charge your car, should you, should you pay for it? And we were like, oh, I don't, you know, it depends how well you know them. You know, it's a fiver. It's not a four, four or five pounds anymore, is it? I mean, it, no. it is, you know, potentially less expensive if you're using a lower tariff, you're charging overnight. But actually, it's this whole thing about um, free charging. Free charging is starting to disappear. And whilst an Airbnb owner might not have noticed, Mm. you know, half a dozen charges at three or four pounds, half a dozen charges at 30 or 40 pounds, that's definitely going to pop up on your bill, isn't it? It is. So my question to you is, Mike, what do you do when you go for dinner and you charge your car at somebody's house? Do you take a bottle of wine or do you pay for the charging? Well, I mean, would it be that I had friends that would invite me around for dinner? But um, no, it's... It is an awkward one, isn't it? Because you don't want to sort of be going, you know, thinking, well, that was about £3.80 and start getting coins out of your pocket, you know, because it's a good way to ruin a friendship. But equally, you don't want to take the mick. You don't want to have 10 10 hours worth of electric. Um, You know, it's just like, as you say, it's like taking two two cheap bottles of wine out of their fridge and walking out with it. But yeah, and it is is difficult with the the B&B stuff because it is not everybody knows. They don't always know how much power you've used. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I always try and find somewhere that has got, you know, charging or a plug or, you know, they say mm-hmm. they're EV friendly or anything. But it is, yeah, as you say, a few years ago, it was a couple of quid and no one really batted an eye. It's like running a washing machine again for a, a couple of times, but it does make a huge difference. Um, but yeah, how you balance it with mates and things, it is tricky because you don't want to be sitting there transferring money. I think a bottle of wine would cover it, wouldn't it? Surely. The kind of wine you, you drink probably covers it. The kind of kind of stuff I <laughs> kind of stuff I buy from Asda probably you know it's not enough. We need You'd a have few to bring a case, yeah, a case mine, case of wine, um, or you get one of those chargers, um, those smart chargers where um, it's the Evios one, isn't it? That we've been running at the barn where we film, where you have a little pin code, and you can have different users. Yeah. 
So that I think is a really smart idea for people. If you know, say you're running a car for, um, I don't know, for work and you need to separate out your um you need to separate out your usage for personal from work or indeed you do have lots of friends coming to stay who you know are going to want to charge you can put a different number in and you can have yeah. that separated off so you can see so you literally could say well that was 11 pounds 75 mike that bottle of wine's only six quid sorry so that's yeah. not good enough it's another world isn't it it really is you know but it's something we're gonna to have to get to grips with and we'll look back and we'll probably laugh at this because it, there'll be there'll be systems there'll probably be apps and all kinds of sort of nonsense to be able to kind of do it without feeling like in your paying your friends just to use their electricity but well I, I think we might fast be approaching our half hour of our podcast with no name um yeah. and while the others aren't here should we just give it a name anyway <laughs> what yeah. do you think <laughs> yeah given that i'm designing the the the, the thumbnail for it, I, i've probably got final say anyway but uh, yeah what have we had any suggestions from from last well, week we we had some good ones actually in the comments from the podcast last week and thanks to everybody who watched and commented and and gave us loads of support so uh, yeah i know it was a it was a little shambolic and i'm sure there will be shambolic on occasions but i think you all seem to enjoy the chat so we had a charging hour I'm not sure we could stretch to an hour that was from oh urban strengthen that's the that, username that, um, do you reckon we could stretch i couldn't do an hour could you no, would you want an hour no I wouldn't. I'm bored myself after half an hour, so you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Electrocast. Roger okay. Matthew Mann suggested that. That's nice. I think it may already exist somewhere, but um, yeah, that's a nice one though. If it's it good, is a nice. If it's good, it's generally been <laughs> it's generally been used. But yeah, anyway, that's a nice one. Yeah, good one. Thank you for that. So, yeah, that's good. Somebody just put, "You will need a better name," <laughs> which yeah. we know we will. Okay. I, I'm assuming that's the podcast with no name. Yeah, um, and then somebody else said the name of the podcast should be exactly what you have—the podcast with no name. Maybe, maybe that's. Uh, I like this one actually. Say what? Oh, as in W-A-T-T. -T. Yeah, okay, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. has that has that gone though? Has that gone? I'm the electrifying sure weekly recharge. We we kind of talked about that, but there's quite a few recharge podcasts, aren't there? There are. There are one or two. Yep. Yep. And and then quite a few people saying that we should go for the uh, the kilowatt hour, but as we've already agreed, I really don't think we want they want an hour of us rambling on, do they? No, we'll be thrown off YouTube if we had an hour of this rubbish. Yeah, so let's uh, let's stick with half an hour. So while we're here and it's just the two of us, should we vote? Who votes for the electrifying kilowatt half hour? Well, there you go. It's, unanimous. it's a unanimous decision. Okay, yeah. great. Let's do it. <laughs> so we have a podcast with a name and we will be back next week with the electrifying kilowatt half hour. We'll have more of the team with us then. Um, so please, if you aren't subscribed, please do. And as always, let us know what you think in the comments below. Let us know about anything you think we should be talking about. Um, but with that, I'm going to say have a happy weekend, happy Friday and goodbye. Bye.